Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. Great. Hi, I'm Laura Park. I'm a master scuba diving instructor and snorkeling instructor, one of the few. Hello and welcome back to the Big Scuba Podcast. My name is Ian. I am your co-host and dive master for this episode and with me right next to me actually today is good morning my name is Gemma hello hello so uh welcome back um if we quickly we'll just quickly go through what this podcast is all about yes if you are wondering and you have stumbled across us uh welcome first off um but yeah we are a scuba diving podcast we spoke to a whole plethora of divers and explorers and people who just generally like to be under the water. We interview them, have a chat with them, talk about all sorts of things and uh, about why they why they do these crazy things. And hopefully inspire people to look at the watery world, yeah. snorkel, yeah, or absolutely. consider diving, um, or just realise yeah what another dimension to the world it is. We'll tell you about what we've been up to, we'll tell you about what some of the manufacturers have been up to, um, and also anything else really uh, who knows yeah, keep you up to date in the water we'll world through whatever we stumble upon cross as we talk um, so coming up on this episode that you are joining us with uh, 167 wow. <laughs> yes so we've uh, yeah last week it was um, episode 166 and we spoke that usually comes before <laughs> 167 uh, before that it's 165 <laughs> there's a pattern what I'm saying is we're bringing out weekly episodes just as we run up to Christmas just we to, are because yeah. uh, we've been busy and um, you know like everyone else everyone's busy well we're busy too and uh, we've been busy recording and so we want to get all these episodes out and so they are out for you before the big day at Christmas yes and then we get back into 2024 and a fresh start with new guests and new adventures yeah we're going to do um for the new year um talking about that we're going to do our kind of what's going to be our what's been our best bits we'll do a review of, of 2023 yeah. so we'll yeah. do that we'll, yeah. we'll kick the new year off with that yes um but we'll we'll be taking a little bit of a break won't we got stuff to do dive diving to be done as long as my dry suit is dry and uh, yeah <laughs> we've got a busy twi- busy January planned anyway just to kick the year off and then yeah it'll be a busy year actually talking about that because yeah. uh, go diving and all sorts are all coming we've got up we've a few exhibitions to so, go to yes anyway we digress as we usually do uh, coming up on this episode so we've got a, another cracking guest for you her name is Laura Park she's based in Florida yeah another and, one in Florida yeah so we connected to her on LinkedIn, I think, and yeah. um, from there we had a conversation and uh, thought she'd be an interesting guest, enthusiastic about the underwater world, and particularly snorkeling was her forte, um, yeah. as well as diving. Well, she's a scuba instructor, and she did, um, she teaches, uh, takes a lot of people diving and getting started in the water. So uh, yeah, so yeah, we'll be talking about snorkeling, but obviously talking about diving as well. Yes, and uh, she, yeah, she comes up with some great um, opinions about different things yeah so, but yeah. we'll come to her in a minute um, I've been in the water um, we'll come to that in a minute um, what have you been up to um, I haven't I've been diving but um, just keeping things ticking along with a big scuba and last night we had Crystal Seas Christmas party our local dive centre yeah so, that was always good so that was good to see some fellow divers and I've got a bottle of port 
for my um, dive master work. That was very nice of uh, Polly and Chris. So thank you very much uh, for that. And uh, we had a Christmas meal and we had a raffle and uh, yeah, got two prizes. So that was made to change. (laughs) I crashed and burned with my raffle tickets. Yeah, but just to say thank you to Crystal Seas for organising. nice evening and it was great to see familiar faces and new faces yeah and uh, all the proceeds of the raffle went to the rnli i believe mm, so, so that's uh, always a good thing it's always a good cause uh, close to every diver's heart if you uh, dive in the water we'll say hello to the people who are on our table and uh, you know we we're trying to tell them about the beauty of diving in the uk because um, they only dive abroad yes so yeah. um yeah, which is fine but you know there's always a there's a big part of diving is uh, dive in the UK don't so. dismiss it that's Absolutely. what we say yes yeah. so there's got lots of variety but you were in the water on yeah so Monday um, weren't you? yeah Monday. we was meant to do it a couple of weeks ago and um, unfortunately uh, Scott's car um, let him down um, so I was I'd booked on to do a uh, try dive with a rebreather uh, never i've never dived with a rebreather uh, we've spoken to numerous oh, Ryan, divers loads, yeah. loads of people who dive and in fact just just recently with joe haven't we mm-hmm. um girl no, ccr yes yeah on so her instagram joe, joe, yeah. um and spoke to you know christina and kevin and all these others mm. and matt who dived with rebreathers and in I wanted to get a bit of an understanding because unless you've actually done it, you yes, it's you, an how, awareness. How do you relate yeah. to it? Um, so that was my reason for doing it. My instructor um, was a guy called Scott Ladiman, mm-hmm. um, and I'll give you his details shortly. Um, but he ran a a tri dive session, uh, which you can either do in the pool or. We, in this instance, we went to Stony Cove. Uh, other dive sites are available, of course. Yeah, but it's a bit more realistic being in an inland I site. I wanted to do it at yeah. Stony, yeah. Um, and for health and safety reasons, max depth was six metres, because mm. it's literally just getting in and seeing if you like it. Um, and it was on a AP diving system, okay? Mm. So, um, and that was really good. Um, with... You know, there is several brands out there. Well, we've all, if you're in the diving world, you, yeah, rebreathers do feature and there are lots yeah, of brands lot. people hear about. And um, and you do, if you're a non-diver or you are new to dive and what have you, it's very easily to find out all the negative stuff um, because obviously, you know, it's a new, it's, been, it's a new uh, breathing apparatus which has come about in the last, what, say 30 years 40 yeah. years and it's easy to think they're only used for deep diving which is not, not the case at no, all don't no. have to be and uh, and there's uh, mares do a hybrid system as mm. well um, but anyway you know i wanted to um see what it's like uh with the ap system that i was on uh, it's fully automated um and i with scott i learned how to do a a dry dive mm. so you we basically sat in, on the back of the car holding your nose like that with so, the regulator in yeah yeah with your regulator in 
and <laughs> see, I'm trying to give you the effect. And for five minutes, while you're looking at the readout, you've got a digital readout, a bit like a dive computer. Mm. Um, watching that to because you're basically warming up the crystals, which is going to be so for people who don't know what a rebreather is, it's a, a linked so you've got a circuit system. So, unlike with a normal where you have a tank on your back yes. and you breathe in and then you breathe out, don't you? So, mm -hmm. that's an open system with the rebreather, it's a closed system. So, what you breathe in, okay, you then breathe out. That then goes out in a loop. Yeah. Goes through like what they call a scrubber, okay, which is full of all this bit like cat litter. It's a chemicals. It's a chemical. Yeah. It's like they're like crystals. Yeah. And you've got a drum on your back with with a couple of other little couple of cylinders as well. But you know, we, I don't want to make this really complicated. But you go through it, your your breath then goes through that. Mm, gets, gets cleaned. cleaned all the carbon dioxide gets gets taken out of that and then you breathe recycled air and that whole loop then continues okay now the difference is with that is that when when it comes to buoyancy mm. okay where where with us open circuit divers you know we control our buoyancy with our breathing don't we? because the air goes out and it's yeah, away might, from if us we, if we're on yeah. a wing or a bcd we let all that air out and then basically you add a little bit of air to your suit, blah, blah, blah. And then most yeah. of the buoyancy is on your controlling on your breathing. With the rebreather, you can't do that so much because that when you breathe out, that well, it's not still going anywhere. Yeah. It's, it's going around. So part of the, the uh, tri-dive is actually learning that technique because you can vent. Your nose is like the vent mm. because when you want to then come up, you then breathe out your nose the air comes out and up you go. So that comes out of your nose and then ex escapes from yeah, your mouth. Yeah, because remember what happens is that when you come up, the air expands. Yeah. 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 So you, and like any other diving process, you don't want to go flying up. And you've got to keep breathing. Always got to keep breathing. Yeah. Yeah, always got to keep breathing. But, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, there we could get somebody on who's, and even Scott could come on and explain. It's far better than me. I'm just trying to, you know... If you're layman's terms. In my terms of, of how hopefully that explain how it all works. But different systems, um, like a KISS rebreather, from what I understand, is a manual system. So you have to keep control of the settings. And we know people who dive on them. Mm. Uh, with the AP system that I was on, it was fully automatic. So you do still have to keep a view on what is happening so on your computer. So we did a couple of skills. Okay, mm. so we did a couple of skills. So first off is... Uh, um, you know, after done the, the dry dive, sitting on the back of the car, hold my nose, five minutes, waiting, looking at the the uh, out the reader. Yeah. Uh, it then said, you know, you could see that the green, there's a green bar that was then now was getting agitated to say that the crystals are now warming up mm -hmm. and it would be ready to me to dive. Yeah. Okay. So we now um, uh, switched off the mouthpiece. Okay, and then basically got ready to jump in, and then while that Scott is getting doing his and getting ready, mm. and that way also, I've just done a five minute dive on the, in the car park, so and no, I had no ill effects. You know, I wasn't feeling dizzy, wasn't passing out. Because you're basically breathing you your own. That. Yes. Because yeah. you can't be breathing carbon dioxide because no. you know 
of the other going to take an effect. It will knock you out. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you need. So that we cleared that. So that was all safe. I was happy. Grabbed fins, masks, all that, and um, yeah, we we jumped in. And did it feel any different having? Obviously, no. You, you haven't got a tank on, but you've got a box on your back. Yeah. So Scott said to me, um, "That's about the weight of a uh, twin set." Now, mm. I would say probably not that because when you got two twelves on your back, you put you you strap them on, and it's like, oh, blimey, it's, you know, that's quite a bit of weight. Yeah. It's probably I don't know sixty kilo um, when you got two new twelves sitting on Full your back. With them, all the yeah. Where with this, I would say it's less. It felt manageable, and it didn't. You didn't feel like, oh my god, you know. And weight-wise, did you have to adjust your weight so from normal? Setup? We added on two. I think it was two kilo to mm. me, which kind of takes the flotation out of your suit more than anything else. Yeah. All right. Now my dry suit, well, I should say semi-dry dry suit, um, leaky, had. It? a separate it was fed by a separate tank which is on your back mm-hmm. it's all part of the system but you'd right? still just press the yeah so I, I still use my dry suit just like I normally mm-hmm. did and inflate the wing like you normally do um, and then got out to a point where I could then drop down so we, uh, and drop down from the surface and then um, basically uh, Scott then helped sort the weight weighting mm-hmm. out so we did that um, and took one of the because I think I had four kilo on. So were they integrated that. or in harnesses or pockets? Um, do you know, I don't remember. <laughs> I think that was that they were in, integrated into the into back the, of the wing. Yeah. Because you got um, the system that you breathe in as part of the loop that goes around the back, apart the you know mm. um, you can't you can't really see that so much, but you know it's there, and that's all part of that whole system of. And that's that traditional circuit. look where it's in your mouth and you've got those two hoses going yeah. back. Yeah, um, and and it was really good. And um, you know, having not da- done rebreathing before, it was really uh, noticeable how quiet. Yeah. You know, we how often, how many times we have divers tell us about you know, especially if it, doing photography, how different, um, how animals react differently with them because they're silent and i get it honestly yeah. it's silent and it's like I've, i'm so used to getting underwater and you hear your bubbles even with a full face mask yeah the you, full face noise. mask is no different to having a half mask on it's noisy it's noisy there is noise mm. there's sometimes there's crackle there's interference coming through the comms uh, yes comms. Yeah, there is yeah. sometimes you know and plus you get all that noise of air yeah and it is occasionally you could hear it you could hear you know when you because of the way you breathe sometimes I can't remember what it's called now but sometimes you hear the valve move because you've got a counter lung Mm -hmm. that when you breathe in that squeezes and then as you uh, as you breathe out that expands yeah so you can hear the mechanics of that works in the opposite way yeah and um if Scott's listened to this, is why going now. So I hope I've got that right. But anyway, um, so that was really good. Uh, hearing that silence, if if you can hear silence, yeah, I can't imagine what that must you know, be. Like. And that was just like fab. And but communication, like I could hear him talking, 
and I could hear him laughing. He, you know, he, he's laughing at some of the stuff you know that we were doing, and um, we did some shutdowns like, um, so the couple of tanks, he shut them down, and because you're breathing on this loop, mm. well that don't just stop, you know, even though you turn turn the valves down, which has got air in, you know that circulation of you breathing still continues mm. and that'll carry on continuing for several minutes so mm. if something went wrong actually you've got time and this is the whole point where with an open circuit say when you your hoses break so you've got some redundancy and a little bit of yeah, well, time well I've, oh, i should have said actually good point so i actually also had a uh, a pony bowl mm. uh, i think it was about seven ten litre pony bowl with the regulator on yeah yeah, yeah yeah so basically i could get rid of, i could drop that whole ap system off my back and go straight on to yes, that yeah in as a total independent he had one as well i had one and as rebreathe and dive and they they carry a, a bailout mm. and uh, and i was the same and um you know it, it was great i have to say so even with open circuit if a hose went you've got what i don't know how long not long at all mm. that air is going to go and you might only have 30 seconds minute at tops before well, that before if, that drain yeah or if, it, if you lose your regulator you've only got as much air in your lungs yeah. to keep you so um but with the rebreather system it's going to keep on going so you have got time to then get yourself sorted out or say if you've got you've got to go onto the bailout system mm. you can say well yeah it's all gone wrong and you're onto the yeah. bailout cancel call the dive and go keep, up keep calm or yeah do your decompression and then go up you know so um yeah you know yeah there's options which i didn't realize that no so that's because I guess initially people can look at rebreathers and think, well, scary, out of my depth, and, you know, it's well, not for I me. Think, I think it comes from a history of where there has been accidents. Mm. And, that you know, I'm not going to take it away from it. You know, most people who do rebreathing stuff are te doing technical diving, which has depth. its own risks, yeah. whether you're on a rebreather yeah. or open circuit. Yeah, true. But it does say that if you're down, but if you are at depth, I can I do get why people would be on a rebreather. I, mm -hmm. I, I do because I think well, it's that bottom time as well, isn't it? it yeah, gives them and also them. yeah, you see that's another thing. So your decompression is less on a rebreather than a open circuit. Yeah. So if they're on the line doing decompression, you know, someone on a rebreather can basically go up and say, oh, yeah. I'm, "I'm done." So it is. It's just what works best to fit in with your, your yeah. diving needs. So it? Um, it was a great day. Um, you know, I had a really good time. The visibility was fantastic. I have to say Estonian. The videos you know, looked great. Um, the water is so clear. You know, it was midweek. The temperature was only about eight degrees, mm. maybe a, bit, a little bit more, nine. But so the water's cold. The visibility is just absolutely on point at the minute um and in the midweek it was just like great you uh, barely it was only the people there diving was it many yeah, crazy, swimmers crazy crazy swimmers in the budget smugglers <laughs> so it's stony cove for people listening that don't know it um it is a diving site 
but it's also an open water swimming site so yeah. we see people swimming all times of year either in a wetsuit or with just their swimmers on and yeah. uh, very brave very brave even in april when it's about four degrees well we saw them in january we dived last january this january mad, just gone. Yeah. mad. So. but anyway mental health and all that business and it's all good for people. being in the outdoors yes yeah. so so um it was a really good day visibility is really good um and scott absolutely brilliant i have to say so if you are thinking about and you know yeah scott is a, a instructor by ps um i did have a let me remind myself yeah and it's been good to see you come out of the water and just so enthusiastic about yeah your whole experience and well even i think if, i've been wrong yeah even if it is something you're considering out there do it do a try dive because even if it's just to put your mind at rest about issues, worries you have, it's, it's certainly a, a good way to start and doing a try dive. Yeah. So Scott is um, a PSAI instructor, trainer, and a PSAI technical instructor as well, and also BSAC open water instructor. Uh, all his details, okay, are all on his website, which is uh scott so www.scott with a double t scuba services.com yeah right? so scott scuba services.com uh, his full name is scott laddyman you will find him on facebook uh i think he's he's on um he's on instagram as well mm -hmm. but look him up on his website look him up on his uh and uh, you know, if you are thinking about moving up onto a rebreather system, um, you are as well, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to do. Scott's been in go, contact, so I'm going to do a try dive. Um, as, well, next year. So I should definitely do another one with Scott, um, and I think I'd like to after uh, this experience. I'd like to try some others mm. um, because what different brands? Well, rebreather. How do you know what is going to suit you? Yes, that's true. Unless you try two or three systems, because it's like a pair of shoes, isn't it? You want to find that one that fits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a car, but dry you know, suit, same thing, isn't it's it? Like a car, isn't it? Because yeah. you, you you could get you know that one worked, and that and I felt absolutely fine with it. I felt safe with it, and everything's automatic. Yeah, and I but think that's I true. I might like manual. Yeah, but you've uh, got to gel with and feel the, anything you do in life. You've got to feel comfortable to continue. If with I it. only drive automatic cars, how will I how will I know if I enjoy a manual? Exactly. Unless you give it a go. Yeah. So you know, I do want to try some others. And um, next year, you know, I'd like to um, to do that, and hopefully, I can share that with people um, through the podcast. Um, but I do say, you know, if you are thinking about it. Um, definitely give Scott a, um, a, yes. a message and uh, or call all his details all on his website um, and uh, yeah you know make contact and uh, get booked up yes and we do know people that have done tri dives and then gone on to you know look at their own um, rebreathers so it's really good to see that's happening you know, close to home as well it's a good opportunity as well um, to say you know thanks to narked at 90 who are always at the center of what we do um you know because they are very involved in the technical 
marine, um, commercial oh, diving, rebreather servicing, especially as well. rebreather yeah. stuff. And um, you know, next year, I, you know, look forward to you know including them again, really, mm. uh, you know, in that because it's a no-brainer. If I was going to go, if I was going to go down that road, then you know, I'd want to make sure I've got them on my call list you know yeah for so advice issues and, or yeah. i need to get equipment things like that you know i know scott um he's a regular customer of NARC mm -hmm. 90 um you know if you go down the technical route and you go down the um rebreather route then yeah you need to add uh NARC at 90 on your favorites list yeah absolutely. Uh, you, you do need to make contact with them yeah oh well that's good good and <laughs> before we finish we should also say that at the minute we can offer a discount code. Just what I was going to say. Yeah, so Narked at 90 have given us a discount code um, exclusive to the Big Scuba. The code is BIGSCUBA10 and that gives you 10% off anything in their catalogue of products. Yeah. So yeah, do use it. Um, we're running up to Christmas. They've got lots of items that you can buy for the fellow diver in your life for a little prezi, stocking filler, uh, fits all budgets. Um, but that code is BIGSCUBA10. And also on top of that, if you use Narked at 90, you become a customer, you then earn loyalty points, which again is a you win, you win. Know, Brucey bonus, isn't yeah, it? And win, you win. can use those loyalty points on future purchases. So yeah, have a look, sign up, get yourself an account, use the code and then start building your loyalty points. And they've been in the game a long time um, as divers themselves. They've done it, they've dived it. They know exactly what's what. Yeah. Doesn't matter the brand, you know. If you've got, if you're in a mud or you hey, you know, even if you're thinking about buying a second hand one, you know, people do. Scott's mm. the one I was on second originally second hand, yeah. And went through with Nart, got it all up to speed, upgraded the lot. So yeah. So again, Nart to ninety, they will deal. Even if you're home building your own rebreather, they'll be there to offer advice, yeah, absolutely. Service the product, and again, you know, it's really important if. This time of year, if you're out of the water, get all your equipment serviced, ready yeah. for the new. And apart from that, this is a big. This is going to be a bit, a bit of a big week this week. <laughs> I have mentioned it. Oh no, you've got a new acquisition, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Not mentioned it at all. No, no. Shout out to Mark, Mark Evans as well. Me and him were talking in the week, so. Uh, yes, it's a, a new addition to the big scuba team. I get mine. I get mine on Friday, so mm -hmm. uh, I've got a uh, Ford Raptor coming, uh, which I just I can't wait. So can't wait. <laughs> so good to see you excited now. <laughs> and um, and I'll talk to Mark Evans because his uh, his Ranger comes in a few weeks' time as well. So yeah. we're, we're going to both boys in their wheels. We're both <laughs> going to be excited boys when our when our trucks arrive. Yeah, but even more importantly, keep an eye on the YouTube channel that we have, Big Scuba, and uh, there'll be yeah, more. Yeah, um, there's some stuff coming out. Of I've got planned. Uh, need to chat. Need to uh, say hello to Matt as well at John Gross, yes. who's been excellent as well. Yeah, yeah. So watch this space for yeah. some more. Oh, can't wait. It's dive vehicle. I look forward to getting the dive gear in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think we've covered um, everything. Just a, a reminder that there are um, over 166 episodes in the back catalogue for you to listen to, and it's coming to that holiday time of year. So yeah, have a listen. I want to give a shout out to Greg. Who uh, who was talking to us and who's uh, always a good good friend on the dive boat 
um, who kept calling us legends last night and making us laugh. Sea legends, apparently yeah, sea we are. Legends. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, sea legends. Yeah, so that's Greg Lamming. Big shout out. It was yeah. uh, great to see you yesterday. It so, was, yeah. yeah. So we look forward to him diving with him with uh, Scooper Honey in, in the uh, farm islands. In the farms next year. Yeah. Look forward to that. Yep, so in the week ahead, I think um, we'll just, uh, we've got another podcast to record tomorrow night. Um, so that'll be out in... Sort of, Who's uh, that with? That's uh, Dive Americas. Um, so that's, uh, they organise dive trips um, in South America. Right, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, well, let's get Laura on. Let's have a chat and uh, find out all about how she got into diving. Yep, this is Laura Park. Episode 160. Hi, I'm Laura Excellent. Park. Thanks for listening. I'm a Speak master scuba diving instructor and snorkeling instructor, one of the few. Uh, I reside in West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm a native Floridian, born and raised in Miami, third generation, actually. My grandmother was from Nassau, Bahamas, and she floated to Key West in 1910. and brought her seven sisters and brothers. And when Henry Flagler built the train down to Key West, she took it into North Miami and had her family. And that's how I got here. My dad was in Miami and his brother and his sisters. And all my brothers were born in Florida. My mom was from Tennessee. Um, I learned to scuba dive at a really young age. At nine years old, my dad was in the Air Force and he was in the reserves one weekend and came home with scuba gear. I was probably (laughs) eight or nine years old and we had a pool, you know, we're in Florida. And so my dad, a trained Air Force pilot who flew B-24s in World War II, trained me himself. And this was before certification. There was no Patty or Nawi or anybody like that. And his certification process to me was uh, put all your gear on, go to the deep end, take it off, Come to the surface, take a breath, go back down and put it all on and come back up. You can go to the ocean. And of course I did it. Yeah. With my colors. Wow. So you, practice. Did but it feel- I, was, I was hooked after that, but that's how I got into diving. So it felt, quite, it felt quite natural, did it? When you but, took your first breaths underwater. It was. And my parents, since we grew, I grew up with a pool, had me swimming by the age of three. I have pictures of myself as a toddler. Um, they don't make them anymore, but they had those styrofoam balls that you would wrap around your waist to help kids float at that age. Yeah, and then yeah. my parents, little by little, whittled away the styrofoam. So there was no flotation left. So I was swimming by then. Mm-hmm. And then I took many swimming lessons. I swam on a swim team. I played water polo. And I live in a dive destination. So, you know, water is my second nature, if not my first nature. Yeah. We're all made of 78% water. Yeah. So, you know. That's very true. Yeah. So you're right, a real natural water baby then. Yeah. 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 So I never, I never um, thought I would be a scuba instructor, but um, probably a year after my dad brought home this dive gear, we went to Key Largo, Florida. And uh, again, this was before certification. And just as we pulled up and anchored, we are in the aftermath of someone who took their friend scuba diving without training them. They went right to the bottom. They spit out the regulator. Uh, It was my brother who went in and pulled the guy's CO2 cartridge. There were no BCDs back then. 
there was a small CO2 cartridge that you wore a horse collar around and yeah. we pulled the rip cord and sent you straight up. Well, my <laughs> brother pulled his rip cord and the guy was as white as a sheep. And I'm not kidding. I'm nine years old seeing this. And so he helps him into the boat. The man lived, but I'm, you know, I saw a near drowning experience as a little kid and my father prophetically somehow looked at me and I'm a little kid and he said to me don't you ever take anybody in the ocean you haven't trained first in the pool mm. he must have just been prophesizing into my life because I didn't even know what to deal with you know do mm. with that I'm 10 years old okay dad I won't and so here I am you know 35 well, 40 years later so Wow. <laughs> Sounds an amazing start to uh, your diving and snorkeling career. Yeah. And I just saw so many, um, I don't want to say bad because it's judgmental, but a lot of instructors who really don't know what they're doing. You know, Patty only has people get certified as an instructor with a hundred dives under their belt. Yeah. That's it. It's all, that's really not a lot. No. We're not here to talk about that today because I don't want to. It's a pet peeve, but <laughs> just bringing it up for attention hey, to the fine. general public, you know. That's right. It's a it's a um, food for thought, isn't it? So people can take that and uh, yeah, think about it. So, what made you? Did you then find a dive shop to start your scuba certifications and then move through? I did. Um, for certification came around. I think I got certified in 1981, I was 20. Um, and then I just took all the classes. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dick Burkowski. He's the inventor of nitrox. Okay. And I took his class back in 1991. And, um, and I can show you uh, but I can, I'll send it to you. I am one of the first thousand people. My nitrox certification number is 818. Wow. <laughs> uh, back in 191, I was taught by the inventor himself and he's like, on my card. Yeah. Um, I make a big deal about that because it's important. Yeah. Right? There's not a lot of women in this industry that have, you know, a history. And, you know, I hate to be sexist here, but, you know, guys get all the glory in this sport. Very few women did. I think it is changing, though, don't you think? I'm here to change that. Yes, I am. <laughs> but do you think it's changing? Somewhat. Mm. I still yeah. see all the documentaries, you know, on adventure. Uh, they're all white guys. They're mm. very few women. I mean, really, look at it. And I hate to call them out, but it's so obvious. Yeah. You yeah. know? And when you were doing your training back in the 80s, 90s, you must have really noticed. You must have been quite in the minority. Yes, I was. And when I got my um, scuba instructor certification back in 2001, I was the only woman in my group. Yeah. And there was probably 35 men. But knowing what you know now, how would you say the sport could change for the better to get more people, more particularly more women into it? Because there are things out there, you know, like 
uh, off the top of my head, you know, it's like girls at scuba um, who, you know, they are all about getting women into diving. Um, and we've talked to many uh, ladies who were like yourself, you know, at the forefront and the early days of diving. And, you know, it's a good way of spreading that message. And I think, you know, uh, we are seeing more women coming into the sport. But with someone like yourself who's seen over the years the sport change, you must have some ideas on what we could do to change or to uh-huh. encourage it's all women. about Yeah, it's all about marketing, you yeah. know, like everything. Um, like you mentioned, there's the Dive Women's Club. There's a Women's Dive Photography Club here in South Florida. Yeah. Uh, and just, you know, we all lead busy lives. And it's nice that Zoom exists because now we can get together on that platform. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm going to parallel snow skiing to scuba diving. And I am a ski instructor as well. Um, it's male dominated. Mm. You know, more men snow ski than women. More men dive than women. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just needs to to change you know and it is women are are um becoming more adventurous you know but it takes time right yeah yeah and i think it needs um role models out there to kind of pave the way for you know girls women to see wow look at what they're doing and then aspire to and see how accessible it is and you know you mentioned snorkeling as well that's a great way to start your intro into especially with kids yeah into the underwater underwater. world yeah yeah and that's really where i got my idea to uh become a snorkeling instructor because well you are one as a scuba instructor you have to give the snorkeling test Um, (laughs) but to me it's harder than scuba diving because you got to keep the snorkel clear of water right and to people that you know Nobody likes to say they're a poor swimmer, but it really boils down to that, a lot of it. You know, there's three categories of swimming, in my opinion. Excellent, average, and challenged, right? Mm -hmm. You're somewhere in there. And so um, how I got into snorkeling was I was on a cruise ship, and I was one of three divers waiting to go diving. But I saw this huge line and I'm like, where are they going? And uh, there was like 300 people in line and they go, oh, those people are going snorkeling. I go, what? (laughs) I must be in the wrong business, man, because there's a lot more numbers in that. Plus, it's been my experience that um, people who have a poor snorkeling experience never go on to scuba diving yeah because why would they yeah you know i have issues on the surface i'm gonna go under the water and have those same issues i don't think so Mm -hmm. so really it is the very important and i think the dive industry and i don't want to give them an idea because i don't want competition but um it's here anyway is that to offer more snorkeling lessons Mm -hmm. you go into a dive shop here and you ask how to snorkel oh it's so easy. Here's your snorkel. Here's your fins and mask. Go in the water. Mm. That's it. Really. You know, you might get a few more tips than that. Yeah. But that's it. 
And so people that are challenged swimmers always have an issue, right? The timing of getting water out of your mask and just figuring out how to do it, it's beyond them. Given to so they're not encouraged to... their first time in the water, right? About... They got all that anxiety in the back of two. But what about getting them in the pool? Well, that would be a good idea. And yeah. fortunately, um, here in South Florida, we have what's called the Blue Heron Bridge. You can Google it. People online, you're listening to this. It's worth coming to Florida for. Blue it's, Heron Bridge. It is the Lake Worth Lagoon inside the Port of Palm Beach. Palm Beach is the closest city to the Bahamas. Okay. It's, if you look at how Florida sticks out. Yeah. The very edgy part, that's Palm Beach. So we're the closest city to the Bahamas. And that makes us closest to the Gulf Stream. The water's clear all the time, usually unless we've had a lot of rain. Yeah. And so uh, the Port of Palm Beach has amazing, we're blessed with it, really, um, amazing marine life. Because marine life doesn't like the full brunt of the ocean sometimes. They come into the intercoastal where the mangroves are and the water's calmer, right? And lay their eggs and grow their children up in that area. Yeah. Right. So there's seahorses, octopus, and starfish in this lagoon on a daily basis. Um, to get back to your answer to your question, it's 12 feet deep at the deepest part. And we walk in from the shore. Oh, so wonderful. teaching snorkeling from there is yeah. ideal. Yeah. Right? Because my people can stand on the bottom, feel and control, practice my tips. And then we go out to eight, 10 feet of water two, three meters for you guys. And, um, <laughs> and, um, and then do our snorkel trail. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's a great intro. And I think the best kept secret about scuba diving. And again, a lot of dive shops don't teach it is the one day scuba course. Yeah. Please, If you think you want to go scuba diving, take that first, right? People pressure themselves in the certification course. And I've had people who don't finish. Yeah. And so you mean like do a try dive, like a you try it dive, right? Yeah. In the same yeah. place, the Blue Heron Bridge, right? Yeah. I go over the equipment with them on dry land, and then we walk into waist deep water, just practicing breathing for the first ten minutes is really where I start. Yeah. Going slow, right? Sounds awesome. The hang of it. We go out to the trail. They do their trail. Uh, if you go to TripAdvisor, most of my one five star reviews are from people who've done Discover Scuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's great that they can do it in the well, an ocean environment rather than just a pool, because it gives you know if you can see stuff, you know, actually live marine life. It's a bit better than being does, in a pool, isn't it? it? Does sound awesome. It is. You know, I think it's the best kept secret in scuba diving. Yeah. It is. Dive shops don't want to teach it because, you know, they want you to take the whole class, yeah. buy all the gear, you know, hurry up and sell you all the stuff. Yeah. I think that's a big reason why people don't continue in diving. Well, there's a lot right? of business involved, isn't there, yeah. now with diving and the whole sport. So, you know, a lot of money wrapped up and dive centers have got to make money they got paid instructors and what have you so uh you can understand it it's, it's finding that happy medium for everybody isn't it where people come along 
and then carry on with the sport, isn't it? And um, yeah, at least if they buy a mask and a snorkel and some fins, at least they can get started in scuba and enjoy snorkeling. Yep. Yeah, that's a start. That's a great, great location to do it in, too. Yeah, you're lucky we're in Florida because you've got a bit of everything. You've got caves and you've got, you know, great coast to go and mangroves to, to dive. And that's awesome. You're all on your doorstep. Mind you, Florida's huge, isn't it? Excuse me. <laughs> Swallowed my spit wrong. That's right. <laughs> we we kind of forget in the UK of um, how big uh, America is and uh, how big, you know, the state of Florida is. And, uh, yeah, it's huge compared to uh, us in the UK. You know, our, our waters are usually kind of dark, oh. cold, yeah, murky, <laughs> where... In Florida, as, as you say, it's lovely, warm, clear, lots of wildlife. Yeah. So have, have you... Go ahead. Have you dived anywhere else in the world? I Absolutely. Um, I've been to all the Cayman Islands, yeah. uh, Roatan, Honduras, the Belize, the second greatest, largest barrier reef. Um, I went to... I've done four dives in California. With the kelp beds. Nice. So I have been in cold water. Yeah. Uh, and I have been in a couple of the springs. It's not my thing, though. I like the ocean. Mm -hmm. You know, I like wildlife. I like to see. And I don't like overhead environment, you know. Yeah. And a shipwreck, that's one thing. I can do that. But the yeah. cave, it doesn't really, you know, it's not my thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think so. that's diving all over the number of people we've spoken to. Everybody's got their thing that they really love about diving and then obviously there are Got the other things that yeah that don't inspire them or they are just not keen on mm. yeah and that's exactly. good yeah with the sport that everything it's such an accessible sport but there are all these areas that you can pursue so if you wanted to do cave diving if you want to do wrecks if you just want to do marine life as well it's everything's got its amazing qualities yeah that's it. And that's a good segue. I made you a list, Gemma. Some of the things you can do underwater. Oh. Explore two-thirds of the planet. <laughs> Find exotic marine life. Photograph unique species and get paid. You can night dive, wreck dive, drift dive, which Palm Beach is known for. It's really my favorite style of diving. You jump in, drift with the current, the boat, you run low on air, do your safety stop, come up, the boat comes over to get you. It's a beautiful thing, mm. right? Don't have to navigate back. Hunt lobster and spearfish, although I kind of frown on that. Treasure hunt. 60% of the world's wealth is still underwater. Wow. I'll say that again. 60% of the world's wealth is still underwater. Amazing. To Ready to be found. Yeah waiting to be found and just to make everyone out there wet their appetite in key west part of florida uh is the anatosha everyone's heard of that wreck well there were 80 pounds of emeralds on the manifest uh they've only found six so there's over 75 pounds of emeralds under the sea to this day west of key west so yeah. And I'm not talking little emeralds. They're this big. 
So one of them is over a few million dollars. Amazing. Yeah. Waiting to be found, everyone. <laughs> Get to Florida. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. finish. Relief, stress, and depression. Right? Yeah. We get my Florida has a huge um following of handicapped divers. And we're big on it. You know, we yeah. want to take veterans and people who've served us under the water. Experience once in a lifetime memorable events with family and friends. Yeah. You've probably had them, you two, right? Yeah. Since you started diving. Find a spouse or get rid of a spouse. <laughs> Get rid of a spouse. How are you going to get rid of a spouse? Lose oh them. <laughs> yes. There's been stories about, there's a couple dive stories about guys who's ditched their wives underwater. Really? Yeah. What's the hand signal for that? <laughs> Collect shells. Although, please make sure they're empty. Uh, shark dive. Right, Bahamas is known yeah. for some of the best shark diving. You can count fish, right? We have um, environmental conscious groups that want divers to go out and count our species. Yeah. Right. Commercial dive for golf balls. Must be a nightmare trying to get them to stand still, though. <laughs> <laughs> you got to practice. Oh, no, they moved. <laughs> well, Sorry. if you're gonna do groupings, right? They teach you how to do this. Like you'll pick an area, right? And count how many are in that two inch area and then try to multiply how many areas there are. Oh, right. Nice one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Underwater archaeology. Yeah. I would love to do that too. Mm. Uh, you can cure skin ailments of all kinds in the salt water. Yeah. Yeah. True. And be a conservation mouthpiece for marine animals without clean water. And a clean ocean, we're all doomed. Yeah. yeah. It's just a matter of time. But there's my list. That's a very good list. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, yes, that would make a yeah, great piece. But And did you say commercial diving for golf balls? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Huge in our state. When And golf isn't as popular as it was probably 20 years ago. Mm. But, you know, the golfers hit their golf balls into the little ponds and lakes. And so the aftermarket for used golf balls uh, in Japan is huge. You know, a sleeve of golf balls, three of them, is like nine bucks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Same if you get, if you so they one, collect them and then ship them all the way to Japan. Yeah. Wow. Well, some of them. I'm not sure all of them. Yeah. It's enterprising. There is, there is an aftermarket for used golf balls. I now, I wouldn't want to be swimming in those ponds personally. They're full of pesticides, fertilizer, muck, yeah. pollution, yeah. Everglades, alligators, snakes. <laughs> yeah, because you get alligators out there, don't you? Salties and that, don't you? But I know a guy that makes a good living collecting golf balls. Yeah, no, it's yeah. pretty amazing. So your day-to-day -day activities, are you still instructing? I am. I am. Yeah. Um, I'm on the... Uh, I am the official snorkeling and scuba instructor for Expedia in Florida. Um, not that that's a windfall of business, but it keeps me pretty busy. Um, yeah. And I'm doing a lot of snorkeling. I'd still teach a lot of scuba, 
But since I am one of the only dive instructors teaching snorkeling, it keeps me pretty busy. Yeah, that's good. So, um, mm. You know, I never knew there would be such a great market for it until I got into it. Yeah, that's really awesome to hear. Yeah. And do you find a lot of the people that have done the snorkeling qualification or course then proceed to try scuba? Yes, they go. I, I always tell them about the one day scuba course. Mm. So a couple of them have come back because um, we get a lot of people that do come to Florida every year. So when they come back to visit relatives, um, you know, they're going to they came back to try the scuba course. Yeah. And it's perfect because, you know, you don't have that time commitment or the money investment. Right. And you get to stick your big toe in, see if you like it. Yeah. I love it. I think it's the best kept secret of scuba diving. Yeah. It's, it's a good, good way. And it maybe is a better way to guide people down that path of, yeah, sort of proceeding hmm. to be a scuba and do their qualifications then yeah. yeah yeah but i wanted to go back and talk about find a spouse underwater because, <laughs> okay um i just think you might find this an interesting story um it happened to my brother and i happen to have a client so i'll briefly tell you about both um a client came to me and he wasn't sure his fiance wanted to scuba dive but it was a deal breaker for him. He really wanted to marry a scuba diver. So I said, listen, you can't force people to do this. And it puts a lot of pressure on her to think she's got to get certified. Yeah. Give her the one day course. P.S. By the way, she has terrible eyesight. So I said, listen, I want you to go get her. Her prescription lens right from the get go. Because she yeah. can't even see, and she's going to get down there and see blurry. What's the point? Yeah. And she's going to hate it. And you're not going to, you know, continue on. So he did. Man, he listened to me. Praise God. <laughs> and she, uh, she did. She did. She rocked the one day course. After that, I sent her the book. She came back to do more pool training and took her in for a second set of ocean dives. Yeah. What was funny at the end of the, certification when i make her do all her skills she looks over at her fiance dead in his eyes and goes like this to him <laughs> points at the ring finger man i broke up laughing underwater right <laughs> she was she, she hey man i did this i want my ring now right <laughs> <laughs> don't it's need weird. a hand signal for that underwater no. No. Yeah. <laughs> another one for the record yeah, yeah. <laughs> true story i couldn't make this up you guys so then when it came to my own brother um marriage is so hard and i have three older brothers they've all been married once then divorced once so my uh, one of my brothers is on a second marriage and he wanted to marry a diver Right. He wasn't going to not marry a woman that didn't dive. And so he met a woman and uh, and she didn't want to marry a guy that didn't snow ski. And he oh. didn't snow ski at the time. So they both learned each other's activity. And here we are today. They're still That's happily good. married 25 years later. 
Well, that says yeah. everything, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, complimentary. <laughs> yeah. So when I say find a spouse by scuba diving, I wasn't kidding. Uh, yeah, no, well, you backed it up with, yeah, two stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you must meet all sorts of characters in your journey as an instructor as well, and people that come come through the door and, yeah, sort of leave qualified or... I've been very blessed. Most of the people I've had have been really nice, you know, attentive, wanting to be there. And I say that because, you know, you come to Florida and you're on vacation, you know, you don't want to do this after partying, right? Or hungover. So I've been blessed to that point. I really only had like one hungover person ever. And of course they didn't do well. (laughs) Right? They got seasick walking in the water. (laughs) Wow. Um, you get you get all kinds, you're right. But they're mm-hmm. all and I've gotten people that have never been in the ocean. And I feel it's a privilege, right? Yeah. I, I feel blessed. It's my honor to take you in there and yeah. make you safe and teach you the right way. Right. Mm-hmm. And diligently give you lessons, right? Outfit you in gear that you need, right? That's not too big or too small. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And when it comes to snorkeling, you know, again, it's, you know, a lot of people don't swim well. Well, I can, I eliminate that factor altogether. I put them in a wetsuit. Boom. Yeah, that helps. Or swimmer is above average when they put a wetsuit on. Because of the buoyancy. Because of the buoyancy. You took yeah. it out of my words out of my mouth. Absolutely. Mm. And most people have never put on a wetsuit. So no. it's a game changer for their swimming. And they it love takes- that. So it takes that fear away. Right. So now I can focus on the marine life, right? I'm not focused on trying to swim and tread water and worried if I'm going to, you know, sink to the bottom or get it up my nose. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's good because, you know, we've snorkeled in wetsuits and, yeah, it's an amazing, amazing how yeah much buoyancy you do have. You're not going to yeah. sink like a stone at all. It's Yeah, that's good. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by Narked at 90, so let's find out a bit more about them. Narked at 90, their tagline has been beyond technical, which describes them pretty well. John Routley and Brent Hudson launched the company over 20 years ago. They are both technical divers who have logged thousands of mixed gas dives between them over a 30-year period. Using their engineering know-how and diving expertise have developed bespoke personal, commercial and military diving equipment and products of a universally recognised, unparalleled calibre. Their ability to be adaptive and versatile with their developments led them to support the NHS during COVID. Using their superior knowledge of breathing and oxygen monitoring systems to help develop emergency ventilators, they also design and supply the sneaky stuff used by defence-based development groups throughout the Western world, although they can't tell us much about that. If you're thinking of moving across to tech diving or completely new to diving, Narked at 90 can advise and guide on the best equipment and setup for your personal or commercial requirements. Narked at 90 have unparalleled experience of shearwater dive computers and are the longest serving and sole and UK European service centre for those. They are happy to offer technical support, servicing, 
Repairs and upgrades to all Shearwater computers, past and present. Nark Deck 90 stocks Shearwater computers, but are also stockers and technical support centre for many other manufacturers, including Divesoft, JJCCR, Hollis, Revo and Kiss Rebreathers. Based centrally in the UK, Nark Deck 90 also offer full rebreather head servicing for selected manufacturers. Bespoke cable assemblies. Advice on specific fitting requirements. Suggestions and guidance for home builds. Computer laser cutting and engraving. Pressure testing to simulate 400 metre dives. So, Narked at 90, a reputation built on supporting both manufacturers and divers worldwide. Go to narkedat90.com and make sure you are following their social media to keep up to date with their latest news and offers. Narked at 90, large enough to cope, small enough to care. So you're also a nurse as well, we read in your bio as well. So do you bring that into your diving as well? Absolutely. Um, You know, when you explain the decompression sickness and the physiology, you know, I can break it down to layman's terms. Mm. Um, I do a lot of networking. I'll go to chamber of commerce functions and, you know, I make my living off the internet. So I do a lot of internet things too. And I'll never forget. I'm sitting next to this lady who said to me, yeah, I, I tried taking dive lessons. But when the scuba instructor got to the decompression sickness part, I walked out because he made it so scary. Mm. Wow. That should never have happened. But, you know, that's what some of the people do in our business, right? I don't know why, Mm. you know, they feel like they know something and stressing their self-importance or trying to scare you into being safe. It's not necessary, you know. No, and if you understand it and it's um, portrayed to you in a way that you understand and you know, yeah, you can weigh the risks up, you know, then you're still going to jump in the water, aren't you? It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, you don't need uh, people in the industry scaring people. It's <laughs> no. not going to work at all. <laughs> no, no. So do you... Do you, um, obviously you're an instructor as well. So you said you do stuff over the internet as well. So is is that trying to um, tutor people about diving or bring them into? Well, just by um, social media posts, like how you guys found me on LinkedIn. You know, I'm just trying to um, create an awareness about the environment and environmental consciousness too, which yeah. really isn't a popular, con- you know, um conversation especially in florida when everybody lobster and 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 spear fishes you know we have yet to have a designated area where there's absolutely no hunting wow that's why is that a big deal but it is a big deal to our community who wants to kill everything right yeah Go ahead. That's a bit of a shocker, really, considering the coastline that you have. And then, you know, even in the UK here, we've got like no take zones or protected zones, just purely to protect the wildlife. Yeah. Mm. The only place you're not allowed to take anything is the Blue Heron Bridge. We Mm. designated as a national marine sanctuary. However, 
people don't read the signs there. You see them all the time taking creatures out of the water, right? I have gotten one-star reviews by mentioning to people, hey, go read that sign. Don't take the wildlife, okay? I'd say it as nice as I can, but they don't like it, right? Americans don't like to be told what to do, even though you shouldn't be doing it, right? No, started on that, but still. And that just shows the battle that we're trying to protect the planet. Everybody's trying to do their little bit. And we need everybody to do their little bit, not just like, yay, I'm going to go and spearfish and blow everybody else. That's big industry, isn't it? And big, um, you know, a lot of money, in, I suppose, with with the technology it goes into making the spearfish and guns and things like that. And the oh, wetsuits. Free diving, I, yeah. Um, I hope you guys come to visit me, but I will take you to two of the you know bet well-known dive shops here. Yeah. There's a whole room of spear guns, right? That must be popular for them to do to then. Stop yeah, it that. is. It is. It's yeah. Mm, yeah, but again, it is a sport that is is historic, isn't it? And it's 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 always been there and I guess it's kind of attractive to some people no different just like going into the forest hunting shooting right so oh, does the... there's commercial fishing too yeah. You yeah know. so they're the biggest rapists of the sea yeah. but there must so, be um... uh there must be agencies out or in, uh companies out there who then monitor what goes on and how much is taken there are. I there just are. don't know them right off the top of my head. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, get with Greenpeace, they've got all those statistics. So, um, so um, October 17th, Drew Richardson, he's the president of Patty, yeah. wrote one of the biggest letter emails, his best email I've ever read from him. I'm going to give you two paragraphs of it. So at the pre-dawn twilight, <clears throat> A man was picking up stranded starfish and throwing them back into the sea. When asked why a skeptical observer, when asked why a, a spy a skeptical observer, he said, one can help them. But there are miles of beach and thousands of starfish. You can't possibly make a difference, said the observer. Tossing yet another starfish back into the sea, the man replied, it will make a difference to this one. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? It's, again, it's that it little, is. every yeah. little bit helps. Yeah. So this story reminds us that no constructive difference is insignificant and making a difference is an individual choice. Collectively, such individual actions taken by one billion ocean torchbearers can scale into a positive ocean change. That's what it's going to take. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as scuba divers, we've got that responsibility to try and pass that message on. <laughs> That's right. And you're in the ocean. Please take that one, that time to, you know, unravel the, the sea whip from the monofilament. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's equally, even if it's a beach clean or picking up a can on a beach, rather, you know, even if you're not underwater. It's if still... everyone did. Did even five minutes that make quite a difference, wouldn't it? Absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah. And it is just that that message becomes contagious then. And whoever sees you on the beach, that's it's always inquisitiveness and they'll ask what you're doing. And from there, it yeah, just kind of hopefully it explodes yeah. in a good yeah. way. <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't know how true some of these videos that you see online on YouTube are, but I've seen places in the world where, you know, the beach is covered in plastic. Mm. Well, there's no way a turtle can come in and lay eggs there, right? It's a problem. Yeah, yeah I've seen it in um, places where that's just like that. Yeah. Well, and that's how four oceans got started, right? They were two surfers yeah. that went surfing somewhere and, French Polynesia, I think, but they couldn't believe how much plastic they were seeing in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, it's, oh. it is everywhere, even on our beaches. You know, I live on the beach and yeah, you always see something. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah there's, whether it's come in from the ocean or people have just dropped well, it. I think a lot of the stuff years ago used to get dumped there, didn't it? Yeah. Because out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. This, the ocean was our uh, rubbish bin because. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 But we're changing that, right? Yeah, and that's the good, that's the positive side because, you know, there are people like, you know, yourself and all the other people that are so passionate about the ocean and diving that can pass that message on and be passionate about it and be a voice as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So it does matter, that one starfish. It does. Oh, definitely, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So what's what's the future hold for you? Have you got any plans for the coming year or? I do. I'm going to bring out a, a line of um, wearables. Um, since we were talking about trash, this is the back to one of my shirts. And I'm just going to show it to you because it says, don't trash where we splash. <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> Very good. Excellent. And so I'm going to put those up on my website. So that's a sweat, it's t-shirt or sweatshirt. Sweatshirts, t-shirts, hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. More environmental conscious stuff with, right. you know, in a pun, right. To make people really think. Um, and then I'm passionate about um, some of the political issues going on in our country. Right. Will that affect women's rights? And I'll just leave it right there. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Because, you know, a couple of them have been changed this past year. Yeah. And, um, it's 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 bothersome. Mm-hmm. You know, you think you live in a free country and then some of your rights are taken away. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're just going to be doing lots more of what you're doing now and, yeah, get that message out there. And get that message out there. But still, you know, like Ian said, um, Grooming more women to come into my business, right? Yes. I'm not sure how to attack that, but, you know, I have thought about it. It was funny that you brought it up. Mm. Uh, I think having torchbearers is important. You know, having women out there who are doing fun and exciting stuff in the diving, snorkeling, free diving world uh, and conservation. People like, you also got people like, uh christina sonato another one who's doing amazing stuff and definitely spreads the message um definitely an inspiration to men and women i'd say um about getting in the water certainly has certainly has been us 
Um, you know, and I can think of others, you know, I was reading something today, uh, some of the divers for, um, who are doing cave diving at the moment. Um, you know, one of our previous guests, um, Ranva, um, you know, she's her and they're doing cave diving at the moment, Maria Bollera. Yeah, and that builds in conservation there because it's about the freshwater environment yeah. and yeah, conservation. So there are people out there. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's just finding those people and spreading the message, and then obviously, like yourself, you know, that you you're an ideal person to yeah, sort of promote women in the industry and show what's possible. Yeah, yeah, it would just be nice to have a woman for once you know, do one kind of a adventure kind of show, you know, because like I said, they're all male skewed. And, you know, it's when you sent me the email, uh, you asked me, you know, who's three people I'd want to scuba dive with? Well, one of them would be Jane Goodall, right? Because she yeah. was a trailblazer. Yeah. You know, she was really the first woman who had a. Do you want to explain who she is? Show. Yeah. Would you like to explain who she is? Because many people might not know who she is. Well, I'm old enough to know who Jane Goodall is. <laughs> um, she is uh, was an environmentalist, but she did research on gorillas. Yeah. In uh, was it in Africa? I'm, yeah, I'm she, not sure which. She's out there for a whole lifetime, wasn't she? And, for a uh, whole lifetime, she still lectures on it in the bush. Yeah, and she's an amazing woman. I mean, well, she um, life like that. Good, you could probably tell your audience more about her than I can. Well, she um, she cut. She's got to the stage where she got to the stage where she could actually communicate, and she could understand through the the through the sounds that they made. She could understand what they actually wanted, and uh, yeah, and they could. Um, kind of understand each other by making and with her make mimicking mimicking the same sounds that chimpanzees would would make and gorillas and that's how they then become a um they could understand which is quite remarkable because it, you know she was the, the one and only person who's been able to do that mm. and she's now gone on to um pass those skills on to other people yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah, she'd be a great person to take in the underwater world. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, and how she got started and all that, you know, because mm -hmm. not that I want to show, but I think it's really important for some woman to have that platform like the guys do in our, you know, on TV about adventure, right? Because mm -hmm. there aren't any. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, there are women out there that are trying to promote more women in like social media. Um, yeah, we've got um a girl in this country that does it, like talks to adventurous adventuring people and outdoorsy women, yeah, to try and sort of promote that. But yeah, it's definitely something that's out there and yeah, needs needs more of. Maybe it should be a subject that somewhere like Dima um brings up and talks and somebody gives a talk on it are you, do you go have you been i've been to 11 dima shows yeah back uh it's this week in yes New Orleans. Yeah. yeah yeah are you attending this year i'm not going i only go when it's in orlando yeah because you know you don't have to go every year and i um i um patronize 
uh, one of the largest dive shops in South Florida. So I get to see what's new, exciting, and different yeah. all the time. It's definitely worth going. You should go. And they yeah, have workshops. Um, you know, and, and, and Patty is always trying to uh, try to get more families involved in diving. And um, the other thing, it's not just women, it's the younger generation. Yes. That's who um, we're really trying to focus on and to get more of that generation under the water because, right, they're going to follow us. Yeah. Yeah. And we will say it when we visit dive sites, there is quite, not always, but there is a male-dominated older generation. That's maybe the way to put it. And, yeah, we need more youngsters in because... They need to fill the gap as the. But it is that is going to change because you if you you only got to look at like other things like wetsuits and uh, dry suits, um, you know they are a lot more tailored now towards women, which is going to make it easier for women to come into it, you know, rather than you know tech, the way the technologies advanced over the last what 10, 20 years is amazing, and that is going to get better and. Um, with making things more accessible for women because initially there wasn't many women in it from the start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the dive industry, like snow skiing, they very much parallel each other. Uh, The average dive instructor's lifespan is two years. Mm. It's short because they see how hard it is. Yeah. This is not an easy job. No. And if you don't have a lot of experience, it's even harder, yeah. right? And um, yeah, that's true. Once a quarter, Patty publishes for us instructors uh, the Undersea Journal, and in the back, uh, they let us know who has been suspended or gone under disciplinary action because their standards weren't up to par. And every quarter, there's at least 200 dive instructors on that list. Wow. The public doesn't know about that. Yeah. 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 Well, that should, though. Yeah, it should. And that's why you need to, like, go to a reputable dive shop with, you know, good certifications, instructors, reviews. Yeah to know that you're going to get the best experience. And that's why it's important for instructors, really, to also get paid as well because you know they're, they're being committed and putting committing their time to it so it's important so who um who's your other two people you'd take in the water well let me look at my list because i just went and brain farted here sorry <laughs> that's right uh oprah would be my other one <laughs> why, why oprah uh she loves the ocean and the beach and um, I just love her attitude and how she thinks about life. Um, but she's also affiliated with um, CBS, Central yeah. Broadcasting. And, you know, of all the stations, they have the most environmental consciousness of wanting the, to, the, to clean the planet. Do you know and whether she's ever dived? I'm sorry? Do you know if she's ever dived? I don't know if she's ever gone diving or not, but I'd like to find out, you know, but I have to have, you know, time to pursue that with all the other things I got going on. (laughs) Um, Well, that's a good, um, we've never had uh, Oprah 
no. suggested before on our podcast. Another, so another late night talk shows are available. <laughs> and but, you know, I've mentioned women so far. Both have been women, and so is my third one. Go on, then. But Oprah, you know, she's she loves animals, right? She mm. would be a good resource person to help the world get the word out. Yeah, she likes the royal family as well. Yeah, and she's a woman. And my third person is my mom. Oh, nice. that's nice. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> my mom only wanted to just um, float out in the water. She never even liked the snorkel, right? She would just put her face in like that yeah. and look at the bottom. Yeah, nice. But now that, you know, with the experience I have and just yeah. taking her in a pool first, you know, she might yeah. try it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, that's good. And you must be like a huge inspiration for your mom to see where the path that you've paved as well for diving and snorkeling. Yeah, and the success you've had. Very good she's, answers. She's yeah. my biggest fan. Yeah, that's good. So what else have you got on your list of our questions? Uh, let's see. Uh, I was just going to, I have so many things I could talk about because I do talk, give that talk about um, to the high school students about careers in diving which, yeah. you know, a lot of the lists that I um, gave you are yeah. commercial things. So, um, yeah. so what is there anything that takes you out of your comfort zone in life? Um, I don't think I would like to skydive, personally. Oh, I've done that. Crazy <laughs> people do that. Only crazy people jump out of. A I did that a couple of months ago. <laughs> I know. I saw you did that for your birthday. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't have any fear at all. <laughs> it's the landing that doesn't, you know, appeal to me. I just don't want to get hurt. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's the. That's the only thing, isn't it? Yeah, jumping out is fine. That's the landing has always caused the trouble. <laughs> the bump, but then things like skiing, you know, that can be pretty painful. And you have to ask who, you know, who packed your parachute? Are they qualified? <laughs> How experienced are they? Good question. Are, are they having the bad day? Very similar to diving again, isn't it? You've got so many human equipment. factors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of parallel there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So one of our other questions we ask every guest is if you had a billboard, so you could put this out to the entire world, the whole world would be able to see it. What would you put on your billboard? That could be an image, a saying, a video, a picture. What message do you want to get out there? Uh, the one that I showed you, don't trash where we splash, man. I like that. Very Thank good. You. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so easy to understand as well, isn't it? It's just simple to the point yeah everybody it is because a lot of the sea creatures you know like plastic bags detrimental to turtle turtles because they think they're a jellyfish yeah so and the here's another one that's a pet peeve of mine and you see it all the time there's world-class photography at the blue heron bridge where i tell you and you'll see people with these five and ten thousand dollar cameras but they're the worst when it comes to um respecting the environment not mm -hmm. only do they lay on the bottom 
to take a picture, but they will spend 30, 45 minutes taking photographs of the same image just to see if they got the award-winning one, mm. right? So I give this analogy. How would you like me to knock on your door, come into your house, and take pictures of you close up for 45 minutes? And I'm a complete stranger. Yeah. you would, Nobody would like that. Yeah, that's how some people treat the animals underwater. Mm. Breaks my heart. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it is... You're taught you're not supposed to touch or impose on right. an environment. And, you know, we've dived with seals and you, you know, really shouldn't, you know, be manhandling them as such or manhandling any sea life. But we know it happens as well. And it does. You see it on social media as well. It's, uh, but it's, again, you know, education. Yeah. Or then when they finish taking a picture of it, right, they swim over the top of it. I'm like this. Oh no! And if I see these people out of the water, because the bridge is not that big of an area, I will go over there and say something nicely to them. Yeah. But it never comes out well. Uh, yeah. And everybody <laughs> thinks they're the best diver in the whole world, has the you know perfect buoyancy, right? And it's funny you mentioned Dima because. Every time year that I've gone, there's at least one company that wants to try to make a product that'll help people with their buoyancy. And they're never in business the next year. You know why? Because there's no product that's going to help people with that. It's all about your breath and breathing. Yeah. Right? It's not complicated. But some people think they have to have a complicated answer to match what's going underneath the water when it's just taken in a normal breath but that all right. comes down to being instructed properly doesn't it if you're not instructed properly you're not going to learn your buoyancy skills and that's the biggest you know one of the billboards i would put out there is you know can we get more qualified instructors in the business because mm -hmm. we only have so many pieces of marine life and then they're gone yeah. Right. So we got to conserve each and every one like yeah. that one starfish. It makes a difference to that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. And even, you know, being a scuba instructor, you've got that responsibility to educate people. And even in snorkeling, I ask people to not stand on the tip of their fins on the bottom. I also ask them to not point them at the bottom because the backwash of your fins stirs up the bottom into a little seahorse that's no bigger than two and a half inches. It's like a tornado. Mm -hmm. It sends them into the water column, spinning. And it can damage them, and often it does. Yeah, yeah. And that's just the backwash of somebody's fin. Yeah, it's still you such know? a delicate environment. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, well, they're really good answers. Yeah, great, Laura. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> so if um, there's any listeners out there that want to sort of get in contact with you and look at what you do and follow you on social media, where are they best to connect with you? Uh, you can always find me on LinkedIn. Type in my name, Laura Park with an E, P-A-R-K-E. My website is privatescubalessons.com. 
if you want to try snorkeling, I do have the bestsnorkelingflorida.com website as well. And that one I'm still just developing. Um, I'm going to put all the sites in Florida to go snorkeling on, even in the springs. Because you wow. can snorkel in the springs. They're very beautiful. Mm. I even do that. Yeah. Uh, you can also uh, reach out to me via email, which is lauraparkscuba at gmail.com. And my telephone number is 954-547-4818. Brilliant. Okay. Great. Well, That's great. Put all those um, connections in the show notes so that people can click on them and, yeah, look at them at their leisure. And uh, yeah. obviously we'll be posting it on social media as well. So we hope you get some, yeah, people making contact. And if people are heading over for holidays and vacations, they can uh, look you up as well and come and do a try dive. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be great. And I hope you guys come to the States sometime. And Hopefully soon. One day it'd be really good. Really yeah, nice. we'd love to come to Dima at some point. So, yeah, yeah. So maybe next year. Yeah. Well, next year is Las Vegas, I think, is it? Is it? Yeah. 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 No, it's really good. So, yeah. And it'd be great to meet up with you in person as well. So Yeah. yeah well, come to our when it's in Orlando. After Vegas, it'll be in Orlando again. I know that's two years from now. But at least you could do some diving. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In Vegas, they only have the missile silos. We Did have it as well. <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be good for a novelty dive, you know. It would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we'll make it make it two years then, and then uh, yeah, come and do some amazing diving in Florida. That sounds yeah. like a good plan to me. <laughs> All right. Great. I'll have to show you around at Dima too. Yeah. No. All that'd right. That'd be good. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for yeah coming on the podcast. And it's been great hearing everything that you've got to say. And you're so passionate about what you do, which is uh, yeah. great. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you guys reaching out and, you know, hope to keep Thanks. the connection going. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Great. Thanks for having me and, and Emma. Lovely. I'll have to Bye. go dive with you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So that was really nice of uh, Laura to come on and uh, spend some time with us, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, and uh, yeah, so passionate about the diving that she's got in her area. Florida sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, and they're so lucky. And But like I said in the earlier on, you kind of forget in the UK of just how big, and you think, actually, it's not on the doorstep, because like from her, that would be like a few hundred miles, wouldn't that be, you know, like be like going from here to scotland and back again you know yeah yeah it, the size yeah it's probably difficult to put it into perspective a bit but yeah they have if, you, if you're right down the bottom the south of florida that's a long way up and round yeah but she's got yeah very passionate about what she does and uh yeah very um yeah strong-willed about it all and yeah the promotion of taking it and getting more people into the diving and snorkeling world yeah yeah and Oprah Winfrey, where's the first? We've not had a uh, Oprah Winfrey mentioned as one of the three. No, not at all. And or or the um, previous person she mentioned, I can't remember her name now. <laughs> Julia, was it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we've never had that that mentioned before either. Yeah. So, but yeah, see, different guests, different different ideas. Yes, yeah. So that's another one to chalk up. So, but yeah, it's great that she wants to promote more women in diving as well, which is, you know, always a good subject. 
It is, but I kind of think, you know. It's better than it was. It is, I think so. But there are different pockets in the world. You can't change time. You can't go back and change, you know, how, you know, at the end of the day, the sport was invented by a guy and uh, it's just how it's gone. And... But also Laura's in a in an environment where maybe it is a bit more male dominated in that Florida diving dive I shop. Know, I don't know. I just I just kind of think things are changing. And mm. now manufacturers have seen um probably for the last what 10 years the that it is worth their time and money investing and designing new you know swimsuits for women new looks and textures materials um you know it's gonna make it easier for you know someone like honey when it comes to diving and what have you because you know girls don't have to get into uh, a lot of blokes wetsuit and well they're they're more tailored to fit a female body yes (laughs) is that what you're trying to say well it is but there's just as much selection for women now as there is men so yeah. i can't think of a reason why now um why women wouldn't get into it apart from they just don't like getting in the water which that same reasons are political to men yes yeah yeah but then everybody's got their opinion haven't they so yeah yeah and that's why we get them on the podcast to to share that the variety of our guests I thought at one stage we we're going to get political i thought that could be interesting no she's just planting a seed there for people to think about. yeah well to be fair america has gone through some changes of late and there's a lot of people for it and there's a lot of people against it as well yeah and uh, again you know it's, it's part of their history american history and it's only american can you know decide for the future what way the country will go yeah and everybody's entitled to their political opinion well, well they are they are and one person's freedom fighters another person's terrorist you know and uh what what do we know we're just <laughs> a couple of people what talk about diving so right, <laughs> you yeah. don't want to get into all that no no, no. So- there's, there's many people far more qualified and uh, better to talk about that than us, as far as I'm concerned. But at the end of the day, we just want to say thank you for Laura Park coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've been waiting a while to uh, get Laura on because yes. uh, she does a lot with training and um, instructing and getting people in the water and that. So, and it's only right we speak to her and share her message. So, exactly. Uh, Yes, so if you're interested in learning more about Laura uh, Park, look up her website or drop her an email. Um, if you're heading over to Florida on holidays, definitely look her up. Um, Absolutely, check yeah. the show notes for the contact details. Yeah, and uh, let us know um, what you think, any feedback on this conversation. We have spoke to other people from the Florida area um firstly i can think of john chatterton way back nearly yes. four years ago um who trains people in tech diving and looking for wrecks um so yeah i think also trying to think off the top of my head who else we spoke to from florida no, I got, i'm just trying to think off the top of my head and I tech talk from florida yes 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 he's yes. a florida man yeah, I believe so. Uh, yeah, um, and 
What was his ministry? I'm trying to think what his church is called. I can't remember. No, I can't remember off the top of my head. No, but if you want to have a listen back to Tech Clark's episode, we'll put the links uh, below. But yeah, he we did two podcasts with Tech, didn't we? And he came out and told us all about Transform. Transform, yes. Yeah, and that was kind of probably in the midst of lockdown, Whoa. definitely in the UK that we spoke to um, Tech Clark because he'd grown a beard as he well. He had grown a beard. <laughs> yeah. so, yes. But yeah, um, so he's, he's actually running the show at um, Dima as well, isn't he? Yes, yeah. So, so if you're going to Dima, drop us a line, let us know um, how you've got on because when this podcast come out, Dima would have happened. A, a yeah, let us know what we missed. Yes, yeah, be always interested. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was uh, um, Laura Park, and we just want to say thank you to Narked at Ninety for our, being our podcast sponsors. Yes. Absolutely. We can't do it without them. And it's great to have them on board. And um, yeah, if you in the rebreathing world, tech diving, or you're thinking about just, you know, getting into more into diving, you need to know about Narked at 90 and make sure they're on your, um, you know, what's the with spreadsheet with um, websites on your um, browser. Book- Browser, yeah. <laughs> you see, he's struggling for. <laughs> yeah, so if you go to narked90.com, um, they've got a great website which details all the products that they sell. And there's an email address and a telephone number if you've got any questions for them as well, because they've got a team of people that have, have got a wealth of knowledge and experience and can answer any questions. And they've got a voucher out at the moment, haven't they? And um, an offer. If you buy a, is it a Terek, I think? Yes. Yeah, a Terek Shearwater computer. And you then you get a free or you transmitter. get a free transmitter. Yeah. And yeah. also, we if you ask, if you contact us, we can give you a voucher that saves you some money when it comes to buying some equipment from Art yeah. at 90. So, uh, yeah, make contact with us before you go to the website because we can save you some money. Yes, and also follow Narked at 90 on Facebook where they're quite active. Um, they're always uh, posting things if new things are coming out, like they've just posted about a new sheet of water computer that's coming out today. Yeah, that's pretty snazzy. Um, and also they've got UK stock, which makes a difference as yes. well. Yeah. Because if you go to anyone else, they have to import it in uh, rather than having all all there or ready for you to buy so uh, definitely need to contact night at 90 if you are thinking about buying yes. and shoe and it doesn't matter where you are in the world contact night at 90 they deal with all inquiries yeah so there you go night at 90.com go there <laughs> we want to say thank you very much for downloading thanks for listening to this episode uh don't forget to go to itunes and leave a five-star review uh, help your buddy find us and uh, spread the message about the big scuba and uh, it's good to know that you are with us yes excellent so thank you for listening to this episode of the big scuba podcast and don't forget there's a wealth of episodes behind this one over 160 that you can uh, dim into and listen to yeah and we're always interested in if you've got any uh, recipes for scallops as always uh, we always want to know <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, moving on. But anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And for right now, this was the Big Scuba Podcast.
Now that does wrap up today's episode of the Big Scuba Podcast. But if you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on what platform you are listening on. That way you will never miss an episode from us. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and did enjoy what you heard today, we would really appreciate it if you head to the show page to leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help us. If you do, please take a screenshot of that review and send it to us on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out to say a big thank you. If you have any questions for us or anything that has been mentioned in today's episode, be sure to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or send us an email. The links are in the show notes. We will get back to you no matter what. If you have made it to this point in the episode, we both want to say a big, big thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.